Hello, and welcome back. This is Talk TV to Me, the show where I talk all about TV. I hope I don't make that my tagline, because I cringed at it when I listened to it in the first podcast. Anyway, I'm your host, Emily, um, and I am sitting dangerously close to a microphone and a laptop with a hot cup of coffee, because, you know, professional and also stupid. Um... (laughs) That should be, oh my god, that should be my title, Professional But Stupid. Um, anyway, today, as you could probably tell, we are going to be talking about Stranger Things. Yes, we are, I don't know who we is, it's really just me. I am finally diving into what this podcast actually is. So I recently, and by recently I mean yesterday and today, sat down and rewatched the first episode of Stranger Things and honestly I I didn't expect to be bored because it really is one of my, like genuinely one of my favorite shows um like I didn't expect to be bored but I expected to be like all right I've seen this a couple times already like whatever but I surprisingly noticed more things about it and I don't know I think that the first couple times I watched it were like excitement and not enough like analyzing it I guess like not that you should analyze everything you watch but like I don't know I found this interesting it was fun I had fun re-watching it um if you haven't seen it at all first of all I don't think I don't think you'd be here but if you haven't seen it for some reason stop here watch that first episode and come right back here and listen don't forget to come back though um god I'm lame But yes, I'm here with my cup of coffee. It is um, mildly disappointing, but I am drinking out of my Stranger Things mug that I have that says mornings are for coffee and contemplation. An iconic line by Dear Jim Hopper said in this episode, you know, I'm going to do my best to not spoil anything in future episodes. Uh... I don't think that'll be hard. This mic just picks up super well, and I just hear things from outside and feel like they're right outside my door, and I'm concerned. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, so this is Stranger Things, Season 1, Episode 1, Chapter 1, The Vanishing of Will Byers. Um, let's see. Should I read the episode synopsis? I'm just gonna read it. I'm already here. On his way home from a friend's house, young Will sees something terrifying Nearby, a sinister secret lurks in the depths of a government lab. I don't know what that voice was, and I'm going to try to promise not to do that again. Okay, so diving right into it, I took a bunch of notes and stuff, which was interesting. Uh, It opens up in the lab, the government lab in Hawkins, Indiana. What was it, 1983? Four? Oh, that's something I probably should have like written down or something or at least looked up before starting this no going back now anyway it opens up with the lab they they got me with that cheap shot the jump scare when he's running in the elevator and stuff running from an unknown being unknown to everyone watching it for the first time but to me i'm like "Hmm, i know girl but um yeah for some reason the jump scare got me and this is my fourth time watching this season Oh, I should probably give background on that too. I watched the first season three times and the second season twice. The 
what I did was I watched the first season when I first watched it and then rewatched it before the second season came out and then watched the second season and then I recently rewatched it because my mom started watching she watched both seasons so I was like <laughs> I'm in um and by I'm in I mean I forced her to watch it anyway oh I hope that doesn't become a thing I wrote down hella foreshadow but I don't know what that means oh yeah so it starts with them they're in the basement uh playing their games and okay the foreshadowing when because you know they're in the basement they're playing their games and then um i don't know all the technical terms but will rolls the dice he gets a fireball what he does the fireball whatever and he lands on a seven and they tell him i didn't realize until now actually that lucas actually told will not to tell mike about it but then will goes outside and he's like it got me and i'm like yeah it did so i think that's what i meant by hell foreshadowing that um yeah i thought it was interesting the wall it was a seven the demogorgon it got me i don't know if that picked up if it didn't i'm gonna have to edit it in myself if i know how to do that he says the demogorgon got him something got him they don't say it in this episode but something got him and we all know it and then i also just noticed that um which I think is crazy. I've seen it so many times and this is the first time I this clicked in my head that the lights flicker outside of Mike's house as Will's about to leave, like, because he's the last one to leave. So whatever took him followed him from Mike's house. And that just fucking, I don't know, that that got me. And I would not have noticed that the first couple times. And, you know, Mike doesn't think any of it. He just shuts his, like, porch light and shit. But, like, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know, because, like, the first time watching it, you don't think that much of it. You're, like, you just kind of, it just kind of gets you, because, like, two seconds in, this kid's being taken, even though you know, because the name of the episode is The Vanishing of Will Byers. But, yeah, so that's, I don't know, that's weird. It followed him there and then waited till he was alone, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. That was interesting. Did not notice that. Also, how do these kids ride home alone at night? <laughs> They're, like, 12. But, again, it was the 80s. And my mom can concur because I was like, how are they doing this? And she's like, it was a different time, which makes sense. Whatever. I, I also wrote another note about it being the 80s and like something that they did being like crazy to me now. But like back then was like, yeah, that's what that was. That was what was what? <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, also a lot of the like 80s nostalgia like that they included I like watching it with my mom like i already kind of like had the gist of it because i've seen like obviously everyone's seen pictures from the 80s i've seen home videos i was born in the 90s i've seen the home videos from the 80s and and like photo albums and stuff and but watching my mom she's like wow <laughs> okay they did that <laughs> and honestly it makes me want to watch roseanne again even though like there's a lot of problematic things going on right now but it makes me want to like watch the show again because it was always just like it's like it's it's like Gilmore Girls in a way where it's like that comforting like it's like a warm blanket like you, you can't go wrong with those shows even though now you kind of can go wrong with Roseanne I don't know what that voice crack was I am an adult <laughs> oh yeah and then another again it was the 80s was um when Hop was smoking when the sheriff sheriff is he sheriff yeah chief Hop when he gets up he's, he gets up and he's got like drinks and stuff around him you could tell this dude's a mess. Whatever, it's fine. I'm not judging. He's a mess, but it's fine. Um, yeah, but then he gets up and he's smoking, like, with every, like, 
breaths. Like, he gets up and he smokes. And then they show him, like, brushing his teeth and, like, getting ready, like, while he's smoking. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. But then I'm like, it was ladies. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot to mention um, the actor, Noah Schnapp, who plays Will Byers. He, ugh, my God. They're all such great actors. I love the acting in the show. Everyone, kids, adults, teenagers, like whoever, like they're all, I think they're all incredible. Um, but damn, like in the beginning, like, especially since I've seen like, like what these kids can do, like further down the road, it's just like, I don't know. It's the little things, you know, it's like the beginning when he gets home, he's like, Will's only in it for like five, five, 10 minutes of the episode, but he oh my god I just can't like he you could just tell the kids like genuinely scared and it like it gets me I don't know how to talk about acting that much but like damn I wrote down fuck the bullies but like yeah they I feel like they just get so much worse as it goes on they're just shitty like I don't even want to there's not much to say about it I really didn't even need to write that down okay someone please tell me all right I have a lot of how questions in my notes first it was how do these kids ride home alone in the dark at like alone like how do they do that and then my next question is how do nancy and steve get away with hooking up in the bathroom at school first of all is no one else going to the bathroom at the moment that that is gonna be like excuse me <laughs> trying to pee and also like teachers and shit like i don't know but then again, I remember even in, like, middle school, I remember some weird shit happening in the bathroom. I remember, I didn't know what specifically, I was not involved, but I remember uh, we got, like, a whole speech from our one of our assistant principals one day after lunch about, um, about specifically, about mostly about girls and dress code, which I understood some of it, but also the, the boys didn't get the same lecture, so it was really fucked up, but that's besides the point. But at one point, she mentioned, um... Something about something about what y'all do in the bathroom, and I'm like, what? I'm like, I just came here to pee. I'm like, what are they doing? We're 12, please. Yeah, no shade, just tea. And in regards to Steve and Nancy, it's it's pretty obvious that Steve is like genuinely into her, and it's not just like a weird like hookup thing because I don't know they. It's you could see it more in further episodes, but it's kind of alluded to that he hangs out with like a more popular crowd and like I don't I don't condone slut shaming but like they were basically talking about like oh like he hangs out with like the sluttier girls even though I don't I don't agree with the judgment but anyway so yeah I think because obviously Nancy is beautiful like definitely it's it's just the fact that like she clearly is just I don't know. It's not like she's, like, giving off a vibe that he's, like, hmm, I'm gonna go, like, corrupt, like, the good girl. Like, she literally dresses... Okay, I'm not trying to, like, viciously attack here, but she dresses, like, super frumpy. And, like, whatever. That's fine. You do you, girl. But, like, I don't know. I feel like it's just clear that, like, Steve genuinely likes her because, I don't know, it's not like he's, like, getting something crazy at... You know what I mean? Like, it's not... I feel like he's not... This isn't meant to be me dragging Nancy. I love Nancy, and I I can't give my opinion on Steve because I think about season two too much, so I don't want to give too much away if anyone's listening and watching for the first time. But 
all I'm trying to say is she's not giving up. She's not. She's not offering him much that he can't get somewhere else, and so it's like, oh, oh, he he really cares. Yeah, I just mean she's like not his type. That's what I mean. If I would have read further in my notes, I wouldn't. I would have saved myself that rambling because that kind of clears it up. She's like not his type, and I think it's it's cute. He likes her. Whatever. They okay. Moving on. They really set up Hop to be like incompetent as hell. Like he walks in, he's like, yeah, flow, whatever, fuck it, whatever. I'm doing your mom, buddy. <laughs> And then, like, obviously, like, the scene where he wakes up and stuff, and he's, um, and he's smoking, he's got the drink, and it's like, oh, well, what's this guy's deal, whatever. And, like, I remember watching it for, for the first time and being like, oh my god, he won't even take Joyce seriously. I'm like, he's asking stupid questions. But, like, now re-watching it, I'm like, I know that he means well. And then, I, like, literally, like, five minutes later, I was, like, I loved him the first time I watched it. But I remember my sister being like, oh, I love Hop, and I'm like, mm, do you? <laughs> really are you okay and then obviously i get it now but like i don't know i feel like they really set him up to be like that and then you get the backstory as you do with like a lot of characters in tv shows and you're like oh i do care and then we go back to after after um joyce and hop discuss will's disappearance and he kind of just downplays the whole situation and it's kind of fucked up but like looking back and it, it's funny knowing that like hop is like a caring guy and stuff like i mean no spoilers i'm sure everyone if anyone's listening to this i'm sure you've probably seen ahead because this show's just everywhere now but um yeah like looking back on it knowing who he is as a person like it's like some of his remarks were kind of funny because like at I don't know. Uh, at the time, obviously, like, it was normal for her to be like, oh my god, he calls him a fag. And then he, but I just found it kind of funny that he was like, well, is he though? How does he dress? What, what, what does that, like, it was just like genuine questions, even though obviously, you know, once again, it was the 80s. Is that going to be like my tagline for um, these Stranger Things episodes? I don't know. Either way, you, you get it. You get it. <laughs> And then after that, they they take us back to the lab where where Dr. Brenner and everyone else in the lab is like going downstairs and they go to the place or whatever, which doesn't give a whole lot of explanation here. So I don't have technical terms to use because, you know, I'm sure that I'm pretty sure that comes later and stuff. Yeah, they go down there and then all of a sudden they, they put on their hazmat suits and whatever and they... And oxygen, I'm pretty sure, and they go down to the, into this mysterious place where they took the doctor guy or whatever scientist, the man, was taken in the beginning. And then they, like, look at all this gross shit on the walls and stuff. And then they're like, oh, is this where? And then he's like, oh, the girl got out. And, uh, like, along with whatever monster. And, like, ooh. And then cut to the girl. The, the famous... 11. Um, all I wrote down here was 11 goes out the fries, honestly, same. And then that's what happens. And then, you know, the, the diner owner, Benny, is like, hey, boy. But um, as we come to know, obviously, caring, caring father figure. Certainly no papa. Uh, if you've seen ahead, you, you, you get it. And then we, uh, after that short scene, we cut back to, we cut back to the boys, Michael, Dustin, Lucas at school with Mr. Clark, the wonderful. Um, wow, imagine that as a title. Mr. Clark surprises um, 
the boys with a uh, cool ass radio for their AV club, which is which is lit. And it was so cute that they were like really stoked. And he's like, "Ah, you kids!" And you know, we love a nerdy, supportive teacher. Mr. Clark is everything. And then ah, it was just so nice too when he when he's going out looking for Will in the end because like that's one of his it's one of his dudes, you know, and he. And the fact that, like, he felt the need to be, like, he's a great student. And, like, uh, it's just so nice. But that's jumping ahead. What happened next? Oh, then they they call um, they call the boys in for questioning in the principal's office because Will is actually, has actually gone missing. And they're like, shit, okay. Uh, lots of fighting. I love the, even though I still haven't read The Hobbit, I've only seen the Lord of the Rings movies, but honest, but, like, Funnily enough, I'm actually, like, trying to get the... I'm trying to acquire the books and read them and then read The Hobbit as well. I don't know. I just thought it was... I, I thought it was funny, the, the Mirkwood reference where the cop was like, uh, yeah, that sounds made up. I don't have a lot to say on that, but, um... Then we get the nice little flashback with Joyce visiting, um, Will in Castle Byers in the woods, which, one, super dangerous for your kid to have, like, a legit hideout in the woods. But also, Castle Byers is lit, and I would... Where can I get one? Um, I wrote down Joyce and Will relationship emo in capital letters. Um, I guess I was really emotional about it because I mean, because they're just so cute and like she was doing her witch thing and he's like laughing and they're just so, I love them. And it just makes it even more heartbreaking when they show her like looking for him. They flash back to her opening the curtain and looking for him in there in the woods and obviously he's not there because he's not anywhere but yeah that was that was super sad and then we're back at um we're back at benny and 11 benny's giving her some food burger and then he's like bribing her with ice cream and he's like i just need a little bit of information please and they're talking and then she's like she she won't say anything and then she finally does and then you know you watched it um and I just thought it was super cute. And when my mom watched it for the first time, my niece, uh, she's she's eight, and she was watching the first couple episodes with us. She didn't make it past two, I think, because she was... She, I thought she would enjoy it, because she doesn't get super spooked by things. But she I, she wasn't feeling it. She was getting a little creeped out by a lot of the vibes that were given off. So she, so she didn't continue watching it. But when we did watch this scene... I remember her saying she and like obviously I've seen it so I'm like <laughs> I remember she was sitting there she goes I think they're gonna be great friends about uh Benny and Eleven and I was like oh my god I'm like this kid's in for a world of pain <laughs> but we're not there yet but either way yeah so even she was like oh cute they're gonna be friends oh and I also I I was reading first I went on this app called tv time where you like log like uh, where you're at in a show like in, so that you can like stay on top of it and whatnot my friend introduced it to me it's called tv time and it's pretty cool but I was reading the because you can have comments under each episode and I was reading the reactions to the first episode and most of them were about Benny like literally like all of them were about Benny and like and then random like ones here and there that had nothing to do with the episode and it was just like like uh saying that the show was awesome so then I went on reddit and I went to the um I went to like the episode reactions from like like way back when it first came out. It was like July 2016. And again, most of the comments were about Benny. I'm going to pull that up like in a little bit. 
and read it uh, because there were some other good comments too, but literally like most of them were about Benny and everyone was just devastated. I'm like, that's crazy. Cause like, obviously it's a huge part of the episode and like, it is a big takeaway, but it's not the only takeaway. And it was the, like, it was like the only thing I could find. I didn't even scroll that far after that because I was like, okay, I see where this is going. And then there was like one inappropriate comment about um, Mrs. Wheeler, uh, which is funny. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, considering what happens in season two. Um, that's, is that, that's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler. Nothing really happens. It's just funny. So yeah, I just got ahead of myself because we're not even at the part that I was just talking about. But, um, uh, this is the first time we see Eleven use her powers. She shuts off the fan because it was pissing her off. And honestly, me. Um, and then she just goes back to normal eating her food. And again, me. Yeah, then we got Joyce attempting to call Lonnie her ex-husband, Will and Jonathan's father, and it's, like, really fucked up. She's talking to his girlfriend who, or whatever, and she's just like, put him on the fucking phone. My son's missing. Which I don't even know if she actually says that. I don't think she says that her son's missing, but she's obviously fucking frantic, and this woman's like, mm, mm, I'm gonna go. And then, like, the most... Uh, it was just, like, super heartbreaking when the, when the police pull up outside... And they're like, oh my god, they're here, we gotta go outside. And just the scene of just Hop walking towards the house with just a bike gives me gave me like the most like icky sinking feeling. Like the first time I watched it, and here we are at the fourth time, I still feel the same thing, even though I know everything that happens in the future. I just made me feel like sick because can you imagine like your like your child's missing and then they find just a bike? Like that ugh, like and you have like ugh. And, like, they're so on edge, like, thinking, like, where is he and all that. And then all of a sudden, they bring home a piece of him, basically. Like, it's just, oh, my God. It's too much. And then they they come in, they check the house and everything. And then they uh, hop goes outside and the dog's barking at something. Not nothing. It's barking at something by the shed. And, like, what does the dog see? And what is it barking at? Because, I mean... You can believe what you want, but I personally believe that dogs, like, see things that we don't. Same with, like, babies, too. But, like, I've, I've had a lot of experience with, like, dogs, like, just seeing things and it being super creepy. Like, I remember my dog used to walk into my room sometimes, and then she would, like, turn around and just, like, look at a certain part of the wall and, like, look up as if she was looking at someone. And I'm like, my eyes are up here, but, like, really, who the fuck are you looking at? And, like... I don't know. I just, I, I do think that dogs can see things like that. Like, like I'm talking about like ghosts and like spirits and shit, but like, obviously I don't think this is a ghost. I know this isn't a ghost that I'm talking about, but like, what does the dog see? What does the dog sense? Like, I just, I don't know that. I don't think they ever address what the dog actually is seeing or if it's just like, I don't know. I wish they would have addressed that actually like even in the second season been like oh yeah the dog seat oh god imagine if the oh my god I'm not even gonna get into it right now but like can you imagine if the dog should have been more part of the plot but not too much where like something happens to the dog because that hate it when that happens in shows and movies fuck Michael Myers he killed a German Shepherd anyway um yeah I that I just want more about that I want to know what the dog was what does it know <laughs> And then Hopper goes into the shed and he's like looking around and stuff and sees that that's like, that might've been where Will went, like where he ran when he came home. And, but didn't Will take out a gun? Which, another thing, why does this kid have access to a gun? 
when Will was taken, did he get taken with the gun? Because he was holding the gun up when we last saw him, I'm pretty sure. And but if he if it's there and like he took out bullets and everything, no one would notice that the, that something was moved around in there, like like with the guns, especially with the guns. Like if it was just toys, it'd be like, yeah, whatever. I mean, they play around anyway. But like if the guns were messed up, like wouldn't someone notice? And also Hopper, wouldn't he notice? Like while he's investigating the room, I don't know. I don't know. Someone tell me. And then when Hop's looking and the light bulb starts to get brighter and stuff, like it did with Will, and he's looking at like the place where he like basically disappeared from like what what would have like emerged if the other cop hadn't like interrupted him and been like i've been calling your name dude um like would something have happened i don't know these are questions that i ha- who am i asking these questions to like no one's are the duffer brother are the duffer brothers out there listening right now probably not and then the next scene is them like out there looking because like all of a sudden suddenly when when hops out there like super like perplexed at as to like how this kid went missing like and he's looking around and there's like not really any clues and then suddenly he just like like snapped into it and was like taking everything seriously and he walked out and he's like we gotta get a search party together and they're like oh wow you're serious oh wow we got something here and yeah and so it was like a turning point all of a sudden he's like in it like all the way and then and then we uh cut to them actually searching in the woods and stuff all the adults we got um hopper out there with the cops we got mr clark he out there he's really really out there for our boy and they talk about science and like their old teachers whatever like it's just a cute little just a fun little moment not not fun but like it's just a little moment and and then hopper starts talking about his supposed daughter and he's like oh well where is she what grade is she and whatever and he says that she lives in the city with uh, her mom. And then as soon as Hop walks away, a, a woman walks up. Or was it a man? It was somebody. Somebody walked up to Mr. Clark and said that Hop's daughter died a few years a few years back. And so that's like, it's just like sprinkling some seeds, planting some seeds for future episodes where we dive into some backstory. And then Will calls Lucas on their on the walkie talkies and he's he's like and he says that uh will always put like the the party first he like he always put the friends first and everything and he's like that's what we gotta do he's like fuck he basically mike basically is like fuck the police we need to get out there we need to look for our friend because they don't know what the fuck they're doing so then they go out there and Oh, no. So then so then we see Mike sneaking out again. Where are these? Oh, yeah. I skipped the scene where um, they're at dinner and um, and uh, the wheelers are like, um, you have to stay in because you can't go anywhere because this kid's fucking missing. And oh, and I have a recording from that, too. Uh, I got to edit that in here. No one leaves. This is such bullshit. Language. It's just a little like a uh, foreshadowing for I don't know. I've. I'll put the two clips together in the future when we get to season two. But Nancy also says that something else is bullshit. And I feel like hearing it in this one is like, hmm, you just think everything's bullshit. No. Um, but yeah. And then also, you know, the the iconic. I hope you're enjoying your chicken, Ted. I hope you're enjoying your chicken, Ted. Because Ted's just oblivious and also just not. He's not in. He's not in it. Okay. And then after like all that, after the talking or whatever, um 
Mike sneaks out with his bike and he turns back and he sees Steve <laughs> climbing into Nancy's window and the way Steve just stood there like in like pose is like I don't know I find that hilarious because he just turns around like oh hey and you know Steve gets in there like a ninja stealthy like a ninja another how oh I've come across another how question from me how do the parents mostly Carol not Ted because he's enjoying his chicken how do they not hear Steve like, my mom hears when I breathe too loud in the other room. Like, how are they not hearing this entire conversation and study session going on with them? And then obviously, like, the making out and whatever. Um, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> That's another complication I have. Like, the other ones are like, oh, it's the 80s. This is like, n- no, this is, um, can you hear? <laughs> it's like in shows where, where two characters go to the side a little bit to whisper about another character but they're really speaking loud and the other one supposedly doesn't hear when they're two feet away and then we go back to benny and uh eleven's eating some ice cream and being all cute and shit and he he's like oh smile it looks good on you and you know benny's just so pure like i really like we don't know anything about him like he could this guy could be like an asshole but like he's so pure for what we've seen you know the best characters are the ones that you get the littlest time with, you know? Cause like you don't have a chance to hate him is what I mean. It's just, he's great. I love Benny. And apparently so does everybody else. Oh, and the phone tap earlier where before it like leads into Joyce calling Lonnie on the phone uh, and you hear it uh, in this like room where you hear that they're monitoring everyone's phone calls and, and shit. And that's kind of for- foreshadowing the fake at, oh, this is, Okay, what I wrote down was the fake-ass social service hussy. So the phone tapping thing kind of, not foreshadows, but it like gives background info so you know that that's how she knew to show up as the social, as the social service worker. But also, isn't it way too late for for them to show up? Like, wouldn't Benny be like, um, I don't know, wouldn't he be like a little suspicious of that? But anyway. Oh, and then, uh, cause then she comes in and like she, he's like, oh, you sounded different on the phone and bam, she shoots him. And it turns out it's her and the other government agents all after 11. And the song playing during it, White Rabbit by, I think it's Jefferson Airplane. I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else does this, but I have like strong like song association with like scenes in in tv shows like if you give me a song and i'll be like not just any song obviously but if you give me a song and i'll be like oh that was on this scene in in this certain episode or whatever and with white rabbit i think of now i think of this but i also think of um in supernatural i think it was season two it was when all the psychic shit was going down um and it's like that scene in the beginning after the therapy session where someone like gets killed or whatever and um no spoilers because i don't even know anyone's i don't remember the names it's so long ago this show's been on for a million years (laughs) cut me some slack um but yeah so now i have that song association with both of them so when i hear white rabbit i think of both scenes going down like they both just go down in my head like uh, i i should make up like another episode like a whole other episode about song associations with uh tv shows and like when i hear a song i'm like remember when this happened (laughs) um Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Tweet me, guys. Tell me, uh, tell me what songs you associate with certain scenes. Like, if there's, like, one, like, specific one that really stands out to you. Okay. And then Homegirl bolted, obviously. Eleven. She gets out. She kills two men. And then Dr. Brenny, Bren, Dr. Brenny, Dr. Brenner comes out and he's like, well, shit. She's gone. Um, and also, Benny deserved better. That's all. 
Oh, and then I wrote down next, rains down in Africa, blessed, with a check mark next to it. So I'm assuming that means we're back at Nancy and Steve in the room studying. Quotes around studying. Except they really are studying. Like, she really, she genuinely is, and he's... And then they start, like, making out or whatever. And, like, he's obviously, um... He's obviously crazy for, like, trying to cop a feel while, like, everyone's home. But also, he respected when she was like, uh, no. Ain't happening. But I'm also not here for the subtle slash not-so-subtle slut-shaming from Nancy and also kind of from Steve. Because she's like, I'm not like those girls. And, like, whatever. Like, she, like she isn't like them, but also, like, what's wrong with them? There's nothing wrong with them. Except they're kind of mean. But anyway. And then Steve's like, you mean a slut. And I don't know if that's him calling her out being like, really, Nancy? Or if it's him being, like, agreeing. Either way, I'm not here for it. But then, uh, as they move on and Steve's like, alright, whatever, we'll get back to studying. He starts reading the, the, I almost said cue cards. <laughs> he starts reading the flashcards again. And then, and then you see Nancy just, like, looking at him with these eyes. And, you know, she's starting to, she's starting to fall. It started off with her talking to Barb in the beginning. Which, oh, we didn't even talk about Barb. Oh my god. Jesus, how did I not talk about Barb this whole time? I'll probably talk more about her in the next episode. Um, because there is more of her in that episode, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And then I'll just refer back to some of the stuff from here. Yeah, because in the beginning, like you she's talking to Barb and she's like she's like she's like, oh well it was just a one one or two time thing, whatever, just hooking up. Not a big deal. It's nothing crazy. And then now like you see her like looking at him like, damn. She fallen she fallen for this boy? Oh, I'm having like weird, not indigestion. I don't know. I don't know what I'm having. I forgot about my coffee. No, it's like a little cold. Um, oh, and when Jonathan's showing Joyce's pictures and she's like, wow, I can't believe I haven't been paying attention. I've been just working and I feel really bad for both of them because like she obviously wants to be there for her kids, but she also needs to provide for her kids as a single parent with Lonnie, Lonnie the douche. Um, you know, you don't even see him in this episode and you already know, you already know. Uh, oh, I gotta go back to my text messages because my mom said something really fucked up about Lonnie and I texted it to one of my friends and it was hilarious because it was it was true, but it was really funny the way my mom just said it. I'll find that when I think when the episode comes up about it. Um, but yeah, so I feel bad for both of them and also like he doesn't have his mother like around as much, but he gets it and she gets it, like whatever. But I love the pictures that he shows her and stuff, even though they're really just pictures of Winona Ryder with a baby. Um... But also that got me thinking, because he starts, like, beating himself up about not being there for him, like, when he was supposed to be, because he took an extra shift the night that Will went missing, and, um, but, like, got me, that got me thinking, what if he was home? Like, what if Jonathan were home that night, and he didn't, he, and if he didn't have his extra shift, like, would he have also been gone with Will? Like, would he have disappeared with Will? Because there's, because, like, Will was ready, he got a gun and stuff, but, like, he was still taken and everything, taken i don't know i can't i don't know how to phrase it when we don't actually know as of this point we're not supposed to know what exactly happened but like would jonathan have been gone with him would he have been been able to help him i don't think he would have been because what was he gonna do he wasn't gonna leave the house with him he would have just shut the door or something you know what i mean like so would jonathan have gone with him and then all of a sudden joyce's sons would have been fucking missing like that's crazy i don't know that's something to chew on i don't know and it's probably for the best that he wasn't there because then he would be gone too and then there would be no help and Joyce would be a fucking mess. She's already a mess, but like more so. I love Joyce. <laughs> um, 
And then we get the weird-ass phone call um, with the breathing. And, like, even... I I mean, I'm pretty sure it's, it's Noah doing the breathing on the recording. But, like, even Noah's scared breathing is good. Like, you could tell. And then she's like, I heard him breathing. It's him. I know it's him. And then you get that weird-ass... Uh, the phone just, like, combusts. <laughs> and that's... Uh, that's wild. And you hear, like, little, like... Like, little noises in the background, too. And you're like, What? And Winona fucking kills it, obviously. Love Winona Ryder. She kills that scene. She kills all the scenes. But, like, she like just the breakdown like that she has just by hearing his breathing and then, like, the phone dying, she just, she just brings it. And then the kids are super ballsy for just being out in the woods where their friend literally just went missing at night, like, in the rain. Like, they're, like, they're seriously walking through there. Um... And then it ends with 11. Like, there's not that much else to say. Like, they, they find her in the woods, and that's crazy. That's it. That's where it ends. Like, I don't even know what else to say. And it wasn't until the last time I watched this show that I realized I have no idea. Oh, well, I didn't. I might know a little bit more now. I don't know where, because I'm always binge-watching it and never, like, stopping. It's just, like, next episode, next episode. I don't always know uh like i always get confused i would always get confused when an episode would end i'd be like that's where they ended it i don't remember that <laughs> like i always think it ends at different points because like i always just watch it straight through and i don't know the beginning from the end at some points so i didn't realize that they just ended it with her and so that's what happened yeah i love reading these comments from like july 2016 i th this one is on reddit from ribble squat it says i am fucking on board also benny no wow and then there's a whole, like, thread from someone, and it just says, Press F to pay respects to the the chef. May he R.I.P. in peace. Sad face. May he, may he rest in peace in peace? Excuse me? And then everyone's like, I was so into his friendship with the Powerpuff Girl. Sad face. Same. I was hoping he'd, he'd take her in or something. LOL. Prob cheesy, but I don't care. LOL. At first, I thought it was a taser gun. I was wrong. It was a gun gun. A gun that fires guns? I just, I really... It's just interesting, like, the immediate reactions that people would have when this came out. Because there was no, like... It's not like now when a new season comes out and there's all this press about it. And, like, everyone knows about the show. Like, this was brand, brand new. Brand spanking new. And it's just weird, the, like, the immediate reactions. Even though this was only, like, two years ago. Like, I love hearing on Gilmore Guys the, um... When they read the Television Without Pity forums from like 2004 2003 whatever of like immediate reactions of gilmore girls like that's super interesting and this is also interesting but it's like it's not like it was like 10 years ago you know like still fun though still fun and i'll probably keep doing this now that i have these reddit threads to go through <sighs> curry 730 said benny had just the right amount of facial hair to be 11's quirky buff mentor who teaches her all about how to run a rural diner rest in peace you lovely man <laughs> i just <laughs> this is good yeah someone goes yeah i mentally saw the two of them having ice cream every day and one and one day she does something bad and she and he gets angry and says no ice cream today and she's very upset and he feels bad about it and so he brings her ice cream anyway and someone else goes, I guess this is why we have fanfic when Ken fails as we make our own. Like, that is a serious fanfic. Like, that person, like, saw one episode and was like, mm, I already know what should happen between them. Someone goes, he goes on to teach her everything he knows about cooking as she grow up. And then she leave for the big city for college, leaving him by himself back to he was before she came into his life. 
crazy. Oh. And someone else said, I want to write a fanfic where Mike's mom is single and comes my way. Oh, boy, oh, boy. You just, uh, you had to take it there. But also, someone else is going to take it there. Hey-oh. Um, <laughs> someone goes, rest in peace, Benny. Best guy, 2016 to 2016. <laughs> um, do I have any more? Oh, someone goes, Toto, Africa. 42 minutes in, enough said. I'm hooked. <laughs> And then someone else goes, I honestly laughed out loud when Africa started playing while 80s teens made out. Definitely hooked. And someone said, I loved it. It was so cliche, but a cliche written by someone who understands cliches and knows how to make them work. I love that song. <laughs> and the memes that go along with it. Ooh. And someone goes, just finished the episode, really digging the show. Spoilers for the first episode and just a guess. But does anyone else think the girl with the tattoo is the sheriff's kid? And a lot of people were agreeing with that. And that's crazy. Um, you know, uh, no spoilers. But, like, it's pretty obvious that, it, that it's not his kid. His kid is deceased. And no spoilers for season two because I know that that's, like, not everyone has seen it. But, um, but like, I don't know. That's, like, a little, a little bit of foreshadowing. Not a whole lot, but a, li a little bit. You know, I'll just leave it at that. No spoilers. No spoilers. No, ooh, no tea, just shade. <laughs> um oh yeah i guess that's it that's all the comments i saved um so yeah um i think i'm gonna end the episode here that was interesting that was fun again my twitter my email will be in the description of the episode and feel free to tweet me any comments questions concerns on the episode on the podcast in general any opinions on this episode in particular that you want to you know, uh, share because like I said in the first episode, I want to start a conversation. This is fun. And also any comments you have for the second episode of the season so that I can include them in the next podcast. Um, hopefully I'll get this out before I record the next one that, I mean, there shouldn't be an issue with that. And then, um, yeah, so I'm going to just be going through Stranger Things season one and two as of right now. And I believe, I think after this, I'm going to go into Charmed again. And that's going to be, like, even longer of a task. Like, this Stranger Things shouldn't take me that long because it's only two seasons and, like, eight episodes, eight or nine episodes a season. So it's going to be, uh, this is going to be a little bit more brief. And then Charmed will be, I think, will be next. Not completely sure. It depends when I'm done, if I'm in the mood to watch it. But as of right now, I'm really in the mood to watch it. So I'm trying to get through Stranger Things again. <sighs> God, I love this show. Once again, if you have... Any opinions you want to share, anything you want to correct me on, tweet me, email me, I'm open. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. So yeah, uh, thanks for listening. I should really come up with a good send-off, like a little tagline. Um, I can't end every episode with, uh, <laughs> it was the 80s. Oh god, people are going to be really annoyed with my voice by the end of this. <laughs> um, okay, um, thanks for listening, bye.